When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. It's Michael Nesmith on the Pantheon Podcast. Welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, a Pantheon Podcast. Music, culture, conversation. And good old-fashioned rock and roll. So now, I give you Miss Pamela and her pajama party. Hello, dolls, and welcome to Pamela Bar's Pajama Party on Pantheon Podcasts. Today, I have a really interesting girl, lead singer for Starcrawler. Her name is Arrow DeWild, and she's got some pretty interesting stories in her repertoire. Uh, it's a really interesting new L.A. band. Well, not new, new, but, you know, probably new to a lot of you, Star Crawler. So uh, let's welcome the very interesting and very pretty Arrow DeWild. Miss Arrow. Good morning. Is it early <laughs> for you, honey? Um, no, not normally, but we played a show in San Diego last night. Right, right. Did you drive back from that? Yeah. So you're pooped. A little bit, but not too bad. Okay, good. And where, <laughs> were, you, where were you playing in San Diego? And how do you feel okay. about playing with the COVID and everything? We played at Casbah. Oh, nice. It was our first show since last um like since last november so it's been a minute but it was yeah. really fun and it was sold out and oh good so yeah. god people are going out yeah you know yeah. I mean, how long can we go through, how long can we do this without yeah dancing and stuff yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> well i got to know you you know through mercy uh yeah. through my darling miss mercy <laughs> God rest her wild soul. I know she was so cool. I can't imagine that she's resting anywhere. She's probably, <laughs> she's probably up to all kinds of shenanigans wherever the heck she is. How, how did you how did you come across Mercy to get her on your your record sleeve? She was so proud of that. You know that was like a, a, a shining moment that you gave her there towards uh, the end. I was so thrilled that she could enjoy that. Yeah, that makes me happy. Um, I met her at a party uh, with Brad Alterman, and that was the first time I met her, and he took a photo of us, and then I knew she worked at the Goodwill by my house, and <laughs> we were trying to, like, think of, I don't know, we, we, we thought of the concept for that photo, and we're like, who who's cool that we could, like, you know, get to be on it, and Gilbert's idea, my boyfriend who shot the photo he mm -hmm. he thought oh we should get miss mercy and so i think i either messaged her or maybe we even went to goodwill and asked her i don't remember but she was like super excited and yeah yeah it was really fun had you met her yet or was yeah that... i had met i had met her like briefly but with brad uh, elderman how yeah at a party or something i'm trying yeah. to imagine why i wasn't there <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah I don't know it was kind of random but um 
it was it was cool yeah it was cool well she was thrilled and it's a really cool cover what's the name of that song again honey uh she gets around she gets around <laughs> i guess she did <laughs> oh my god have you read the book her book yet i i haven't yet but i'm really excited to read it i know yeah. you i saw you at her you know the reading we had with Lindsay. yeah and you guys it was so sweet of you to perform there that day <laughs> Yeah, that was actually our first time performing since COVID. So I was like a little wow. nervous, wow. even though it was just like, you know, you know, just like some chill songs. It, I don't know. Yeah, it was like it was our first time, you know, it was yeah. outside, though. I always mm -hmm. feel OK outside. Yeah. <laughs> mess, you know. Yeah. But you did a Graham Parsons song for we did. Yeah. Yeah. So and i noticed i've been watching your videos and everything you have this country flair along with mm -hmm. with your amazingly interesting sound it's very combined <laughs> all kinds of things sort of like graham did you know you're yeah. combining all kinds of music so when did you discover him and the burritos and all that um well my dad kind of raised me on the burrito brothers when i was like little um because he played in a band that was kind of similar vibe and um yeah so I grew up around um a lot of that and then I didn't but I I I didn't really dig deeper until later I got really into Graham Parsons and his solo stuff with like yeah. Emily Lewis and right, stuff like right. um yeah it's really inspiring and I just love I love his voice and all all the songs all the bands he's been in yeah so who did your dad play with that was similar uh, to Graham? I know he was in a bunch of bands. He was a drummer, right? Yeah. He was in a solo drummer. <laughs> yeah. Is he? he? Wow. He was in a band called uh Beachwood Sparks, like in oh, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I remember. Yeah, they were like very inspired by like Burrito Brothers and stuff like that. So you grew up in a very musical household. Yeah. <laughs> so it was always part of your life and did you always feel like okay i'm gonna do this <laughs> one day you know when i was little i never really thought about like what i was gonna do when i was older i don't know why it was never something i thought about until probably like around middle school like when i was like 13 or 14 i was like i want to be in a band like that mm. sounds so well, that's yeah. pretty early to decide what you're going to do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> most little kids that say, I'm going to be a fireman or something. You know? <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> so, so that's great. And did you start, did you like at that point go for yeah. it? Yeah. Well, at yeah. first I thought that I wanted to play drums. So I took drum, I learned how to play drums. And then once I wanted to start a band, I was like, I kind of don't want to be in the back. Like I kind of want to be up, up front, but I didn't yeah. really know how to sing. So then I started taking singing lessons and oh, great. practicing. Yeah. And yeah. Early on, huh? Yeah. And and were your parents like pro? You yeah. Did? Yeah. They must they're have excited. Like, you know, they were a little nervous that, you know, whatever. I think once they saw that, like my band was like, like I was serious about it. They were excited, but you know i don't know they were like just nervous that i was gonna maybe like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like what like what? really what were they afraid of i think they're probably afraid of me like doing drugs or something <laughs> yeah Did they have to, is, is that something they needed to worry about <laughs> no not, not with me <laughs> not with you huh okay boy i took my share of drugs are you kidding i mean you know it's just part of it right part of that <laughs> world although you know we all, i guess alice cooper even went through a spate of that mm. you know like you know a lot of a lot of times they die you know yeah they go through that experience or they die like keith mm -hmm. moon. you know Al yeah. alice cooper stopped hanging out with keith moon and he got sober and keith went on and died because that's what happens yeah or you get sober yeah so, uh, and your mom's a photographer yeah mm -hmm. a rock and roll photographer or some other kind yeah <laughs> that's how she started out because now she she uh, she's a director and she like kind of wants just to make movies but mm -hmm. when she first started out she started out shooting bands and for and music videos and stuff for like a long time and then 
once I got a little older, she started doing commercials and kind of working her way up, uh, directing. Wow. But, but yeah, when I was little, there was always like different bands coming over to our house, <laughs> like in the kitchen and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. God, so it's a whole different lifestyle. Were you born here in LA? Yeah. Okay. So are, do you plan on staying here? You know, a lot of people are fleeing Los Angeles. <laughs> I personally love it here. Like I, I've never, I've like traveled the world and I, I, I love a lot of other places, but there hasn't been anywhere else where I think I could live. I don't yeah. know. Um, I have almost moved myself. I've almost, I almost moved to Nashville five years ago. Nashville's cool. Yeah, I, I really love it. But then, you know, I went there again saying, okay, I'm going to move here. And then if you, if you set foot outside of Nashville. Yeah. Same in, with Austin. I was thinking of moving. If you set foot outside of there, you're in red territory. I know. And it's, you know, and, and you feel, I feel uncomfortable. So yeah. I'll probably stay here. I was born here too. I'll probably stay here in the blue state. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how incredibly expensive it gets. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how crowded the highways are and all that. True. So tell me about, um, did you, when did you hear about the GTOs or did you, I mean, were they, was, were you interested in them before, you know, your boyfriend suggested mercy on the. Yeah. Um, I knew about the GTOs once I got into like, um, I got really into, you know, Alice Cooper and a lot of more kind of glammy stuff too like the runaways and stuff i just kind of kept digging deeper yeah and i remember yeah. finding gtos and being like whoa this is so cool and just like being so i don't know mesmerized by just each girl's individual style and i don't know it's just like yeah it's just it's just so unique and so cool um and then when found out that miss mercy is like was was like close to us it was like yeah. it's like oh okay do it yeah it's so her her life is so so interesting I mean, yeah. you're gonna love the book when you get around to reading it i yeah. i i can only do that recently uh because i miss her so much you know yeah but it's really well written Lindsay did a great job corralling mercy to get that story out of her i don't know i mean it was a miracle yeah i bet i bet i mean you, you you've been around her you know yeah do you have a, a favorite gto song that we might play for our audience right now Ooh, we should probably do a mercy song i would imagine i don't know which one well i don't know which one she sings on because i was never sure because there wasn't really any like <laughs> uh, you know what i mean i was always like yeah that's true that's true well, there are. This is so and so, but I have no idea. <laughs> well, the shock treatment is uh, her song, okay. and Rod Stewart sings on that with us. That's um, right. You know, Rod was really funny in those days. No one knew who he was yet. He wasn't a soul. He oh. was a singer in the Jeff Beck group, and oh. no one knew who he was yet. I but didn't know that. We, yeah, we we got Jeff Beck's whole band to come play on our record. Well, Frank yeah. did. You know? and uh he was being left out and he was sulking and he was oh, yeah he was really being a jerk so oh, he left sure. the studio and and we had to go find him oh my you god know, we had to ask frank we said you know we got to get rod on something because rodney we called him then rodney oh, yeah. rooster uh we got he you know we got to get him on something because you know he's left he's you know he's bummed out or whatever and so we had to go find him he was sulking on the steps of, at a high school nearby it was a uh, you know an, sunday or something there was no school but he was there all alone sulking and we had to drag him back into the studio and he sang on mercy song shock treatment That's so, so cool so let's hear that one <laughs> yeah that one
Well, that's Mercy singing there. She always thought she had a great voice. <laughs> what do you think? I think she does. Um, no. I think all you need is good character to your voice. Yeah, well, she certainly had. She certainly had that. <laughs> so tell me about the you know the beginnings of Starcrawler. For anyone who who has never heard Starcrawler, please give them a listen. And there's so many cool videos you can watch of theirs on YouTube. And very exciting videos, by the way. Wow, you go, you go for it, don't you? <laughs> just, yeah. Just, yeah. And it's really fun to watch. So be sure and watch the Starcrawler videos and listen to their music. So tell me how, how you started the band and all that. So in case people um, haven't heard of you out there, I hope they have. Um, so yeah, when I was in when I was like 15. I, I found the the Runaways, and I know it's like a weird mix, but the Runaways, Ozzy Osbourne, mm. Alice Cooper, and Kiss is kind of where, mm. like, I started, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I found, I knew who these bands were already, obviously, like, I knew, like, the main hits, but, but I hadn't, I didn't, I don't know, I, I, like, really, like, found it, or it found me, I guess, and, and I was really inspired by first like the runaways and i became really really into ozzy osborne black mm -hmm. sad just really love his voice and um think he's a really cool dude um and then from there <laughs> i kind of got more you know more in more into stuff t-rex and mm -hmm. whatever okay um, and then i was like i really want to start a band but i didn't really know anyone that liked the same music as me so it kind of took a while of me just kind of like I was still in high school too so and I went to an art school which kind of helped so I would kind of like look around there's a lot of kids at my school and just kind of like be like who who looks cool you know what I mean and then <laughs> yeah I, I saw this one kid that had like long hair and he was he he, he was like in the music part of the school so he he had to take like a classical instrument, so he was carrying like a tuba, and I was like, and he he was wearing like a Cramps T-shirt, and I was like, I mm. bet you he knows how to play guitar. I mean, he obviously knows how to play a tuba. Like that seems a lot <laughs> harder than guitar. I don't know. My weird logic was like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can definitely figure it out if, even if you just. So like I didn't even know who he was, but I went up to him and I was like, "You look cool. Like, do you play guitar?" And he was like, super like uh yeah and then from there we like exchanged numbers and started hanging out and that was and who was that who was he that was henry who's okay. now who's the guitarist in star okay, good good, and good. That's, <laughs> that's like how pretty much it started and then from there you know we were able to kind of like slowly find find our crew but um and had you started taking singing lessons yet well, yeah, I had actually already started that a couple years before. Hmm. Um, early. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I knew that I wanted to do it, but I wanted to like, I don't know, be somewhat prepared, I guess. But I still took them. I still took them up until we like started touring a lot. Um, and then I still go to a vocal coach when I can. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to do it more. It really helps even if, you know, you know how to sing or whatever, but um i don't know how did you and i mean these these <laughs> bands were you know much long ago you know for someone yeah. in your age for, for you to you know style yourself at you know similarly mm. you know so mm. why were there any modern bands you know from 2016 17 18 you know any of anything appealed to you because you were going way back with the runaways yeah. for instance um but of course they're girls and they're very very important girls because yeah there are very few girl bands so i totally understand that um how about the go-go's i mean were there any other girl bands that interested you the go-go's are cool yeah i like the go-go's um you wanted more of a bombastic kind of yeah yeah alice kind of, cooperish yeah. vibe right <laughs> yeah kind of yeah i was more inspired by like i don't know like the danger the runaways like their yeah. shows were always like when i read like sheree's book it always sounded like their shows were like scary i don't know they're just so like 
interesting and i also think it's cool that they're a girl band but they're like to, i don't know i mean i don't know i wasn't there but they seem like they were like as tough as guys it's like they weren't like oh we're girls and we play in a band it was like no we're a band we happen to be girls and yeah that's that's true they had that vibe <laughs> they did they sort of had to because they were yeah. they were there was nothing like that at the time and they yeah. have to be tough yeah especially Joan yeah. Jett she had a real great you know tough quality to her <laughs> I loved her expression her sneer was great <laughs> I got to interview her once she's really cool that's cool yeah she's cool so, so let's hear something from the runaways um so I yeah I chose um California Paradise which is a random song but when I got into them, I, I listened and watched their like Live in Japan album, mm -hmm. which a lot of the songs I think sound better than their recorded version. Cause I guess when they recorded the Queens of Noise album is when a lot of like drama went down. I think that's when like Sheree quit and stuff. So like, I don't know, you could tell like the energy isn't quite there. Like it's cool, it's good album, but like the songs are good, but it seems like I don't know it seems like that like it's not the same energy as like those the live in japan recordings just like you can like feel it and the songs just sound like alive and i used to practice like in the mirror like with a hairbrush like performing to that album and <laughs> i don't know for some reason california oh. paradise is one of those ones that i would always sing uh -huh. in front of the mirror so i thought i would put that song And then Ozzy of all people. I mean, there's yeah. so many people you you could have choose chosen, you know. And and then so why him? Why him? I think you know it was like right place at right time. I don't really mm, okay. know, but my but I heard I actually heard his first solo album before I really dug into Black Sabbath. Mm. And mm. I don't know why, but it like really really like that album was actually the one I think I heard it when I was like 12 or 13 and I was like oh I want to be in a band like <laughs> I want to like I want to do this like I don't know why but it was just like a revelation or something and then I became like kind of obsessed with Ozzy for a while after that like <laughs> as you, you mean as a human being did you ever meet him I did yeah how was that it was so scary. Um, <laughs> oh God! I actually, I can, I have like a record that I we went to this Oz Fest. It was like New Year's Eve, and he played with Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, and um, we went and we were able to see it backstage, and I was able to meet him, and I brought my first edition Blizzard of Oz record with me that whole night in case I got to meet him, and Aww. I did, and he. He signed it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> God, you can actually uh, read it. Yeah. How, how was but his I, state of mind? Well, he, <laughs> I mean, this was crazy. So we, I, um, it was so crazy. We were like backstage and we got to go to his dressing room because Gilbert's dad is Danny Trejo. And so we got backstage passes with him. And I think I don't know if Danny had met Ozzy before, but they knew of each other. So like they wanted to meet. So that's how I got to meet uh. Ozzy. And so we were in his backstage and I was like, oh my God, I'm in his dressing room. Like I was looking around and there was like his like vanity with like all his little, like he had all these like, like 
fancy like perfume bottle like it was so like fancy back there and like and like he had like it's like gold harmonica that has like his name engraved on. I don't know it was so like it was so classy back there and he had these like gentleman slippers on like his robe oh. and all. it was so cool wow and, yeah that's gotta be Sharon's doing yeah probably it was you it know? really I she, was like, she oh, made him is... elegant somehow. Yeah, I was like, this is classy, and but I was so nervous, like I was so scared. I'd always thought, oh, when I meet Ozzy, I'm gonna say this and this, and I literally couldn't speak. Oh. Like Gilbert had to like spell out my name when he was signing the record because I like literally couldn't. I actually couldn't remember my name. <laughs> like it never happened to me in my life, like where I've been like starstruck like that it was crazy and how long ago was it had you already had your band star crawler yeah that was in 20 2018 okay okay um we're gonna take a little break and come right back okay we're back here with the wonderful arrow of the wild so he's you know that was well into his career (laughs) yeah yeah. You know, you got to admire people like that who've been doing this for 40 or 50 years, like Alice Cooper. Because we, we yeah, played with him in 1968. Oh, wow. Mercy and I at the Shrine Auditorium. He already had his guillotine or guillotine, oh, wow. however, you, however you prefer to say it. And, you know, that was way ahead. People were yeah. not using blood in their shows <laughs> yet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was way ahead of the curve, right? Yeah. You really like Alice too, huh? Yeah, I love. Well, that was another song that I was, I was gonna say was Ballad okay. of Dwight Fry was um, Ballad of Dwight Fry was I I watched like a live performance of that from the seventies and I was like, oh, like this is like this is the shit and yeah. Was, well, that's an interesting one to choose. Let's hear that. did that when we were on that zoom with him i was like freaking out i was like why am i here like (laughs) i was like oh my god so nervous and then when it was my turn to speak i was like i i don't know how to talk (laughs) i'm sorry which which zoom so you can tell the audience oh sorry that we did a zoom um about the miss mercy book Um, okay yeah and it was you and Alice Cooper. Yeah, that was and, a fun one. And Lindsay, and, of course. Who else was Lindsay. on that? I can't remember who else came to that. I feel like there was someone else. Yeah, there was. I, there was. I was so stunned by you and Alice Cooper that I couldn't think about anything else. I was like so nervous. I was like, what do, <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mercy, I'm sure Mercy would have wanted you there. She just, you know, like I said, she she was so proud of that. It, it made her feel relevant you know she mm. she was always looking to 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 be known as somebody important you know mm. <laughs> and she yeah. was and you she know was. when 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 she passed she got the cover of the la calendar la times yeah i know that was so incredible i kept thinking mercy are you seeing this and rolling stone big article on her i know it was so cool so the cool. ptos have become are you know we're still very very um avant-garde you might say but we're starting to get kind of uh a little more attention because mm-hmm. we're one of the first girl groups so that's pretty cool yeah Amit zappa is putting out a new a re-release of the gtos with some of some new stuff they found in the vaults you know which is very mm-hmm. exciting 
Yeah, really looking forward to that. I'm excited to see that. You know, I had a boyfriend named Brandon DeWilda, spelled the same way. But you say DeWild, right? Well, well, actually, in Dutch, in a, in when I'm in Holland, that's how they pronounce it is DeWilda. Uh, okay. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a common name in Holland and in Scotland. Um, in Scotland, oh, wow. I didn't. Know. Yeah, in uh, in like English speaking places, it's they usually say DeWild, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. um, Dutch they say DeWilda. And then German people say Devilda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Which I always feel cool when people when we we play Germany and we've done some interviews before and they say oh, Devilda and I'm like sounds cool <laughs> like I sound like Corella Deville or something. <laughs> well, well, Brandon was an actor. Do you know who he is, Brandon Devilda? Sounds really familiar, but he, I'm bad with actors. Well, <laughs> I'm bad with actors. He was one of Graham Parsons' best friends, and he is really someone who very much helped Graham get into country music. Mm. Um, he turned him on to a lot of the greats, George Johnson, you know, all the, all the greats, you know, uh, Willie, Waylon, Merle, you know, he turned uh, Graham onto a lot of it and Graham turned everyone else onto it. So Brandon DeWilda is sort of an unsung hero in the Graham Parsons world, but I was there and I, I observed it all. And he was a fantastic actor. He was in Shane as a little boy and then HUD at, when he was like 21. And he was nominated for Oscars and everything. And, then, and, and you know, he, he had a car accident. He was a very dear friend of mine. And he had a car accident when he was 31. Yeah, yeah. died. Yeah. He was a really wonderful actor. And he quit acting temporarily to try to be a country, you know, singer, work with mm. Graham, do all that. But then he went back to his acting career. Mm. Because Graham was obviously way ahead in what he was trying to do. Right. I'm really thrilled to see that you are doing that. And your boys, you know, wear, you know, nudie type suits in these videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do do they like him too? I mean, obviously they do. Yeah. 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 I really like that song, No More Pennies. I think that's, oh, you know, you. that's kind of my kind of music, you know. Yeah, that, that that's definitely inspired by Graham Parsons and stuff like that. Wow, sure. well, let's hear that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. a lot of good songs <laughs> so now has the pandemic you know obviously squashed some of your hopes and dreams like with so many people and so many bands yeah it kind of yeah it did for a minute it's kind of feeling like things are starting to I mean I don't want to jinx it like knock knock on wood but yeah. it kind of feels like things are starting to somewhat get back to normal I mean I don't mm. know it's like it's like a new normal, but you know, yeah. I have I have been busy. Like we've been working on a new album and doing promo for that, and um, good playing yeah, the show last night. So it, it's starting to yeah. feel like okay, we're like working again. This feels like normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, tell, me, tell me about your new album, honey. Um, I mean, not out yet. It's right. You know, there's not a lot I can say, but I'm really oh. excited. It's definitely still sounds like us, but I think it's a bit more elevated. Um, elevated. I like that yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> elevated. Okay. You mean more like you? More. Yeah, I think there's yeah. just kind of more of a variety of song types, you know, like there's a couple songs like No More Pennies, and then there's like some of the harder rock songs, and then there's like, you know, one that has more of like a dancey beat. I don't know. I feel like there's something for everyone. There's like some huh. slow songs. It's a little okay. more of a variety than we normally 
do. So I'm I'm excited to yeah. To and who's your in. who's your label now? Um well I actually don't know if I'm I'll ask my manager if you can put this in because we actually okay. just signed with a new label, so oh. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's when exciting, they, honey. You must yeah, be, I'm excited. Because there are so many bands that, you know, don't get signed with a new label. I mean, that's really cool. And they're famous for being a country label. Wow. They want to sign more rock bands now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so they signed us. But I don't know when, because I know that they want to announce that at some point. I know it's like somewhat soon. So you write the songs all together or do you write the words or do you write the yeah. lyrics? Each song is kind of different. We mainly write them all together, but then there's some songs where I'll write, you know, I'll come with like some lyrics and then me and me and Henry will be like, okay, let's make this make sense. Cause I don't really know how to write music. So I usually just write, will write, be like in my notes app or like in a notebook, just like mm-hmm. when I think something I'll, you know, I'll write, I'll write it down. And then we kind of put stuff together. He'll write a guitar part. And then we, you know, kind of go from there and I'll be like, Oh, I think this line will work for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Who did you read as a, as a young girl? I mean, who, who inspired you like in poetry and, and, and prose? And do, I mean, do you, do you have anyone that sort of has helped you with your lyrics just by by inspiration there yeah okay it's kind of random there's a really random book that actually is my favorite book and inspired me in the way I write also it's about Los Angeles in the 80s which Mm -hmm. I don't know I just love anything about old LA but it's a book called it's a book called Wheatsie Bat um how do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, I can I can send it to you, but it's okay. W e e t z i e bat. It's about huh. this girl named Weetzie. Huh. Um, it just kind of fall. It's like a kind of a fantasy, though. It's like it's it, yeah. It's it's really kind of a bizarre book. But my dad like used to like read it to me when I was like little, and it's just kind of like the writing in it is very kind of poetic and every like the de- the way she like details certain places like she talks about like you know the fountain at, at Griffith Park it, it used to be like you know like lit up like bright colors and she she talks about how um the fountains like lit up like tropical soda colors like every oh. everything oh you know, like, very every, visual like, huh yeah it's very visual like like little little the littlest things she like describes so well about los angeles like getting like plastic palm tree wallets Uh you know strawberry marshmallow sundaes at schwab's and it's like very i don't know it's very like visceral the way it's written and it kind of inspired me with lyrics where i kind of like to i don't know those little specific things that i don't know only some people will understand but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love that i've never heard of that but that's you know i i teach writing you know i teach women's writing memoir workshops and you know i'm always talking about detail 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 because yeah that brings you it's feelings and detail that bring people into the story yeah, I feel about something and what it really deeply what it looks like. All five senses I try to mm-hmm. get them to use, you know, and just like in, in any writing, any writing. Yeah. My one of my heroes is Walt Whitman because mm. the poet and way back he was he would describe everything. Yeah, you felt like you were with him wherever he was, you know. Yeah, that's it. That such a huge hero of mine. And William Blake, those are a couple of my heroes. <laughs> Yeah. And also, have you read uh, Fonte, John Fonte, F-A-N-T-E? He's an L.A. writer. No, he, I haven't. He wrote about L.A. in the 30s. Oh, and, cool. And early 40s. It's so oh. descriptive. And it make oh. it, And he lived downtown when, when downtown was where you were supposed to live, you know, where it, right. everything happened. It's so evocative. If you haven't 
read oh, John yeah. Conte. I loved you. I've read like, you know, like Hollywood Babylon and stuff like that. That's a little Yeah, <laughs> that's um, kind of different. <laughs> pretty different. Pretty dark. Oh, but. Funny. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but um, another one, like when I was, you know, kind of first getting in to rock and roll and stuff is I obviously read Just Kids by Patti Smith and right. she talked about Rambo a lot. Uh-huh. And then, so I was like, it's like I, I got like a Rambo book and I remember reading those poems and um like I mean you know obviously he's amazing but like I I can't remember a specific I remember there being like a specific one that was just so I don't know the way he writes is so cool um so I found I found him through through her so that, that was cool but have you, have you read the Oscar Wilde yeah, I mean, not, I haven't dug deep, but. Yeah, yeah he's a good one. He's a good inspiration. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very clever. <laughs> yeah, very clever. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, he had such a hard time. We live in a very yeah. interesting time, and, you know, that he was gay, and they put him in jail for it for, like, several yeah. years, and it just basically destroyed him. You know? just- and now, you know, even though things seem to be sliding back a little, you know, we're, we've, we're just so fortunate to live in the time we live creatively yeah. you know because yeah. you do pretty much anything you know creatively that you want to do so, i know it's true yeah so now the record's coming out and you're hoping to tour obviously yes so, okay <laughs> has has any of that been set up or is it still uh, it's actually like kind of getting set up right now good so we don't have anything like that we can announce yet but yeah yeah well, I mean, it's pretty great that you you just decided to do this, and it happened. Yeah. I mean, that. How do you? I mean, is that just your stick to itiveness, or so? I mean, what what is it that makes your band able to break through and like go to all over the world already? And you know, I mean, it's amazing. And I have another record deal. It's it, it's talent, obviously, but there's more than that. There's something else. What what, what do you attribute that to? <laughs> I kind of feel, well, so, you know, when we first started Starcrawler, at least in LA, I don't know, no one really was into like rock and roll. It's like, yeah, it wasn't really like trendy again yet. We're like, now I feel like it's kind of becoming cool again. But it was kind of like considered like lame, like at least everyone I knew or was friends with, like thought, you know, what what I listened to was lame. Um, You know, it's like you could be into punk or you could be into like psych, like surf stuff or like indie rock. And like that was it, I feel like. Uh And um, I, you know, I was super into glam rock and like. I guess classic rock. I don't really like saying classic rock though because I feel like it diminishes the music. But anyways, especially um, if they're still performing, like you know, Alice. Yeah, it's and, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's rock and roll, whatever. But yeah. So, um, you know, we we were practicing for a while, and then when we started playing shows, we kind of started right off the bat with these like wild shows, and we obviously have like a lot of did have a lot of friends that were supportive like even if they didn't listen to the same music they were like oh this is cool you know like we definitely like I think won people over that didn't normally listen to rock or whatever but since we're young kids doing it yeah. doesn't feel yeah, like yeah. you know like this old thing it's like something that people can get into and you know we played around LA for like about a year before we put and yeah a little over a year before we put anything out I think hmm. and uh, so we just kind of like built up a reputation for having these like crazy live shows. So it was something that kind of drew people like, oh, like I heard this chick is like spitting blood and shit. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. So. Well, was was that I mean, did you what made you want to be that wild on stage just for the attention or did does it come from somewhere deeper that you want to spit blood at people? <laughs> definitely was uh, I, mean, I, I love attention but yeah but no, it was like, um, but no it, it definitely was like I mean I don't know how to describe it I was very 
like serious about it. I was like, this is my calling. Like I need. Oh, good. Well, yeah, you sort of have to have that. That's probably yeah. why your mate is why you're happening as big as you are because of that. Yeah. You have to believe in yourself that yeah. deeply, I think. Yeah. So I just kind of, yeah, I don't know. What, don't what's, really, the, what's like the wildest thing you feel like you've done on stage? What, what, what got you the most attention and, <laughs> and, and jaw drops? <laughs> no, I mean, when I first would do the blood, people, I would do it in a way where like, where like when Gene Simmons would spit blood, it was like, ah, you know, it was very like kind of obviously fake blood. Yeah. But I would do it in a way where I would like make it look like I got hurt. So people were like, oh shit, do you want me to call him? And I would, we wouldn't tell the venue about it or anything. So like the venue would be freaking out. And that's what at the time I really loved. Like, like people thinking there was something wrong with me. Like, like I, you know what I mean? Like oh I would like, I would come off stage and there'd be people like in the dressing room that like didn't watch the show you know like people we played with yeah and i would like i would like still like acting like come into the dressing room like fall on the ground and be like, and be like and like like see things there's this there's this one time we played south by southwest and i don't know i was in like a mood and i felt like fucking with people mm-hmm. and i got off stage and went into like the artist area where like no one no one knew who you we were I had seen the show so they didn't like see like that you know it was like a stage blood thing yeah and I I was like covered in blood and the security guard was like oh my god and then I just like collapsed and I started like seizing on the floor with like the blood like and there were all these people came and like I've done this a lot but this one like I I held it out for the longest I'm like I want to see what happened and I I kept doing it and then the medics came oh my god the medics came and I and I like opened my eyes and I was like got up and then I like did a bow and then everyone like, fuck you like oh. like they all like realized that I was taking it and then I was like I don't know it was so funny I was like wow yeah. and, and you you felt okay about making people think you were dying I mean wow yeah I used to so when funny. I was in like middle school and my mom like you know like her boyfriend would take us to like a nice restaurant or something and I would go to the bathroom and then come back and then just start like fake seizing on the floor in the restaurant. Oh my God. And this was like pre star crawler. And I would, I don't know why. I just always, I don't, I don't know what it, maybe it's like an only child thing. I just like, <laughs> I just like, I always like, I don't know. It's just so fun. It was That's- always so fun to like rile people up like that. I don't well, know you why. scare them. You scare yeah. them, right? Yeah. I, I like scaring people, but I, I haven't, you know, the thing is with the, with the blood is like, once I started doing it more, people, you know, expected it. And then it kind of became boring to me. And I was like, "Uh, I don't want to be just like, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know, for some reason, like, I really liked doing it when it was like, um, like a, a shocking thing. And then once people, once I, I would do it and everyone would just be like, and I was like, this is not this is not the point so not enough I'm not getting the attention I need so 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 I kind of what did you do next (laughs) well I kind of stopped doing well this was like right before quarantine and uh, and I had already kind of stopped doing it because I I don't know I just kind of got bored bored of it I kind of started phasing it out I don't know time for a new era and then and then COVID hit that was that and then yeah when we we did a tour um last year like a little a little two-week run mm-hmm. um and it was like our first tour obviously since COVID and there's something about I it's like when I used to be on stage it was all a blur and I was like I couldn't really like make out like after the show I wouldn't really be able to remember like what I, what I did on stage or anything like that it was all very like I don't know I guess I was more playing like a character so I was just like in entranced in the performance but then post-COVID I was like weirdly like maybe it's like a confidence thing like I'm just more confident now I don't really know but like I feel I felt like 
like I, I, I can actually like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know why, but like we started playing and I like, now I like look at people and I can see what's going on in the crowd. And like, mm-hmm. maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but like, it's, it's a little different now and not in a bad way. Like I think it's, it's, it's good, but I kind of just wanted to move on a bit and like start a new era. You know, I think it's cool. Like how Bowie had his kind of different, different eras. Yeah. Yeah. Different different, era. yeah. Um, yeah. He was almost like a different person. Yeah. 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 I understand. So I think it's kind of cool. I, you know, I don't really want to stick doing the same shtick and have it get old. So I don't know, but, but it, it's kind of interesting because now it's like, I'm on stage, like last night, it, there was like a really rowdy crowd and it was a small club. So like, there was like a, a bit of like a mosh pit and people kept getting like pushed and pulled. And I was like, wa- I was like watching it all happen. Whereas before, like none of that like really like i i didn't really ever notice anything like that and it didn't know register, why. Huh? it didn't even register you were so yeah. in your thing right yeah so now you're like going a little outside yourself yeah to see what's going on that's that's a whole other look isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think also maybe with covid now it's like all these things you think about. i don't i don't really know but like but i feel like more weirdly confident as a performer like I feel like I don't have to do something scary to be a good performer now. It's like mm-hmm. I can if I want to, obviously. Like, right. I feel like it, but I don't know. I feel more confident just like singing and, you know, doing my, my thing up there. And I don't feel like before I felt like I had to be as crazy as possible or like I wasn't good enough. I don't know. It was like a weird competition. With yeah, myself. well, you're, yeah, you're growing as an artist. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> and how does your boyfriend, what's his name again? Gilbert? Yeah. Who is he? Tell me about him too. How long have you been with him? Been with him since 2018. Oh, that's a nice long one. So far. I mean, wow, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 what does he do he's a director and he okay. does most of our music videos oh good good okay mm-hmm. so he's involved with the band mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh yeah yeah he's great and so have you been able to obviously you see him during the pandemic yeah we live together oh you do okay mm-hmm. oh great is he there he's in the bedroom but oh, i'd love to take <laughs> a look at him <laughs> i'd like to meet him can i yeah wait okay i want to meet gilbert hold on he's getting getting (laughs) and what's gilbert's last name trejo how do i spell it i want to get um t-r-e-j-o oh oh trejo right 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 okay Mm -hmm. well i want to say hi to him yeah he's coming oh good (laughs) (laughs) how did you two meet at a gig no actually we met um, I was at a friend's house and he happened, he was friends with my friend and happened to be coming over that day. And then that's when we met. And then me and Gilbert became friends and kind of just hung out as friends for like at least like a month or two before, you know, we started like liking each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we, <laughs> we actually like started hanging out a lot because I asked him if he wanted to do a video for us. So we were like planning that and it was okay. a song called Chicken Woman, which was like, I wanted to do like a horror kind of like, like slasher horror vibe, like Texas Chainsaw or something. And so we started watching like all these horror movies and stuff and hanging out every uh, day. Uh, yeah. That's good. I love yeah. it. I love romance. I've been single a <laughs> long time. Did you consider yourself romantic? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask him if, if, you, if he thinks you're romantic. Uh, so you're. It's good because I have a lot of friends who couldn't be with their significant others because, like, they one of them was somewhere else when it happened. You couldn't leave where you were right. for a long time. I mean, I'm glad you guys yeah. could stay together. Oh, I have something that I feel like you might appreciate i i found this old star magazine oh yeah i remember it well (laughs) that was kind of post 
my that was more a stable star lori maddox era yeah. you know uh, but i remember it real well i was in a few of them there's one magazine we have called rags it's like old 70s oh yeah you yeah, yeah you have that well yeah that there was a content there's an article about a girl vicky and it was like something about the gto it said that she was I don't know gto it was like an old gto article but it was about her like she made clothes well there was a you know a lot of people said they were in the gtos right. when we're not well because i remember <laughs> that article and it was and it was still like when mercy was alive and i messaged her and i was like oh like <laughs> like i don't know i sent it to her and she was like she wasn't a real gto <laughs> so like, hi 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 there hi gilbert i wanted to meet you <laughs> hi hi you you have such a fabulous gal pal oh my god yeah uh, definitely <laughs> now is she romantic yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm very romantic and i was just asking her about that well it's fun yeah. to meet you it's been great to have you today arrow yeah. wow i've really enjoyed talking to you is there anything else you want to tell people about you before we play i want to hear you know the good time girl because i love that song yeah um yeah thank you um anything else you want us to know about star crawler or know. you you're such a wonderful human <laughs> being i just enjoy knowing you oh thank you so much you are i'm excited to know you <laughs> well you're the you know you're the future man you really are you know and and i i i can't wait to hear what you're going to be singing about you know i loved it you know i'm i'm a wordsmith i love words so you know how about hey wait a minute how, why don't you guys cover a gto song that'd be cool we should have you ever thought of it you should i, listen mean, I haven't thought of it but i'm i'd be down yeah maybe you could listen to one you know listen to the album yeah. again do you have a copy of it i don't have a physical copy but i mean i can find i have it online but it's only on youtube it's really yeah. the only way you can hear them yeah i would love for you i would love to Boy, if Star Carla covered the GTOs, that would be rad. <laughs> were there any um were there any vinyl or anything that was made? Oh yeah, but you know, they're real expensive. Yeah, yeah. they if you can find them, they're between like 250 and $400. Yeah, vinyl. Yeah. But you know, they're on eBay once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Or Amazon. I have cassettes that oh. I yeah, that I sell on my website. So <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, God, anyway, that would be a real honor. Yeah, I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to close the show with Good Time Girl, all right? Okay. And uh, it was great, great to meet you, Gilbert. I hope I see you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again, Arrow. Yeah. And we're going to hear Good Time Girl right now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, dolls, for listening to that fabulous interview with Arrow DeWild, lead singer and star crawler. She's quite a looker. You guys better check her out on YouTube. Um, and she's she's a doll, too. You know, she appreciated Mercy, my darling Mercy, and I appreciate her for that. Um, you know, there's a, a book out called uh, Outrageous Girl, Story of an Outrageous Girl. Uh, by about Miss Mercy by Lindsay Parker and it's doing really well it's Mercy tells all uh, speaking of telling all I tell all in my books too and I have five books now and they're all you can buy them all on my website pameladebarofficial.com I'm about to start up my rock tours again I think this darn virus is waning enough that I can do that and um, I have a lot of Zoom classes for my you know, writers all over the world. So please, you know, join me in my writing workshops and is, just think of me sometimes because I will feel it.
And this is Pamela Debar signing off. Pamela Debar's Pajama Party. You've been listening to Pamela Debar's Pajama Party. Produced by Aaron Alden and Christian Swain. All sound design by Jerry Danielson and Busy Signal Studios. Find Miss Pamela at Pamela Debar on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Find all the Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Pantheon Podcasts. Rock and Roll Archaeology on Instagram and Pantheon Pods on Twitter. <laughs>